Good morning, Lifeline Church. I send you greetings from myself and my wife, Penny, and the family here in Chicago. And it's my great joy to share with you this morning some thoughts in my heart. We appreciate once more John Singleton and Dawn and the family over there. We're part of a great big worldwide family. I want to share with you this morning something that I feel is really important as we reset during this time of prolonged crisis. Uh, I think there is a key to healthy reset. There's a, an important foundational criteria which is a prerequisite for a healthy Christian life, for a healthy Christian family, for a healthy church, for a healthy community, for a successful healthy nation even. And I want to share a little bit about what that is today. Many years ago, I was extremely challenged as I listened to someone share on the subject of meekness, or humility is another word. And I was so, I was so pierced in my heart by the revelation of these leviathans of pride in my own heart that I actually set myself towards the journey and the accomplishing of the spirit of meekness, humility, in my own life. I began that journey by setting my heart towards it many years ago. And of course, uh, I don't know what, to what degree I've achieved, if, if any. You would ask my wife and she would give you a better appraisal of the success of this journey or not. But I'm still pursuing the spirit of meekness. I believe it's the key to developing a whole and healthy community life which we all long for and pray for. Humility, the humble, is the place where God dwells. Psalm 149 verse 4 tells us that God dwells and he beautifies the meek, the humble. So humility is very attractive. It's very beautiful. It's one of the qualities that God has instituted in the Christian life that creates attractiveness, that creates beauty. In fact, when you think about it, I, I don't really enjoy proud people, arrogant people. They turn me off. And the opposite's true. I'm attracted to humility, and so is God. He dwells with the humble, but he opposes the proud. Imagine having God resisting you. That's pretty irresistible. He resists the proud, 1 Peter 5, 5. But he, he beautifies and he gives grace to the humble. I need grace in my life. Grace is not some airy-fairy uh, principle. It, it's not some weird Christian concept. Grace is a specific power that enables you to do, to do the will of God. So if I'm wanting to do the will of God in my life, 
I need more grace because grace is the, the petrol in the engine, if you will. I can have a lovely engine, but without petrol in it, it's going nowhere. But grace is the power to do the will of God. And grace comes more and more as I humble myself. God dwells there. Interestingly, the Lord Jesus himself could have claimed many great attributes, purity, strength. But the one attribute he claims for himself, the only one in the scriptures that he claims for himself, is humility. So in Matthew 11, verse 29, Jesus says this. He says, come to me, all you that are weary and heavy laden. You in that state this morning? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart. So the learning, the lessons, the investigation, the pursuit that Jesus is offering to us is this one of learning humility. And we do it actually by taking his yoke upon us so that we might walk with him in a yoked relationship that will lead us to this elusive character quality of meekness or humility of heart. You see, the yoke is something which harnesses you to another person or in the animal kingdom it would be two oxen or horses yoked together in order to pull a plow or to pull a cart and the strength of two is better than the strength of one and so the yoke harnesses us to another person or in the state of the oxen to another oxen and usually it's for a learning process learn of me said jesus this is not something that's instant it's something that we learn about and once we see it and we position ourselves towards it we actually get it you can develop and grow in humility i i really want that in my life i wanted it as i said earlier for several years i set my heart towards this now Putting yourself in a yoke as a young oxen uh, begins to challenge your pride. You've got to bend your neck. The neck in the scripture is accorded to the will. You stiff-necked people. You're willful. And until that will is captured and harnessed to the Lord Jesus, it's dangerous. Because independence is dangerous. So the purpose in the Christian life is that we be yoked to Jesus and indeed to one another in Christ. And so this young oxen that's so strong and independent and ready to change the world bends its neck with reluctance probably initially into the yoke with this older, more experienced ox. And at the beginning of the day, as they plow this field, this young oxen is pulling along and straining under his yoke because of his lack of experience and tugging and chafing at the, at the yoke with this older, wiser oxen that knows the heat of the day has not yet come. 
by the end of the day, the young oxen is dragging in his yoke while the older, more experienced oxen is plodding on faithfully. But in time, yoked, learning from the more experienced one, the younger oxen learns humility by being yoked to experience and humility. I want that, don't you? It's the key to all the other wonders of the Christian life. Because a teachable spirit is essential if you're gonna be taught. That's pretty obvious. What is humility then? Meekness is not weakness. Actually in original Greek culture, when stallions were broken for their service, they would go up into the high mountains, the Greeks, and, and capture these wild stallions in their independence and strength and train them, train their wills, break them in the right sense without losing their strength and correct kind of independence into dependency and trained them. And some of them, once trained, they were used for pulling a cart. Uh, better ones who were trained and better in their performance after training, they were used for racing. But the best, the highest quality, these were used for war. They were war horses. And they could, they could gallop at 35 miles an hour. That's horsepower. And they could screech to a halt in seconds. They were fearless. They were unafraid of spears and fire and bombs. They were undeterred. They were set. They were focused. And those horses, those war horses, were termed by the Greeks to be meeked. So let's get rid of a wrong concept of humility and meekness being like a doormat that's walked over. Jesus himself, as the meek Lamb of God, was also the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He went to the cross as a lamb, but inside he's a roaring lion looking forward to the consequences and the benefits of his sacrifice. For the joy that was set before him, he endured meekly harnessed strength he endured the cross but he could have called ten thousand angels to deliver him but he harnessed his will he meeked himself you get the idea isn't it beautiful isn't this plan of god so marvelous really the war horse so how do we begin this journey, or if you're already on it, as I hope you are, how do we continue to develop this quality of Jesus? Meekness, humility. First of all, we set ourselves towards the magnet that draws grace. 1 Peter 5.5, 5. he gives grace to the humble. 
humble yourself. So circumstances can humble us or we can choose to humble ourselves. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season, he will exalt you. In other words, in the kingdom of God, down is up. It's a contradiction. Humble myself and you'll be exalted. So the pathway to greatness is humility. Jesus himself said it, didn't he? When he washed the disciples' feet, he said, I came to this earth not to be served, but to serve. And he served the purpose of his father by serving others. And he washed the disciples' feet. And he said, if you've seen me do this, learn something, you do it too. Be like me. Imitate me. Go down to go up. For the cross leads to the magnificent resurrection and exaltation to the Father's right hand. So choosing a teachable spirit is essential. It's a magnet. It's so attractive that it draws God to us in grace. And grace is the power to fulfill his will. Being correctable. The proverb says this, that a man who's not correctable is stupid. 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 In my pride, if I'm not correctable, if I'm not teachable, I'm stupid. It's the opposite of wise and true. A man who's able to receive correction and who can be taught, the Bible says is wise. I want to be wise. I want to choose wisdom, don't you? Above all things, I want to pursue wisdom. Well, wisdom is not up on the high mountain. It's sometimes bending my neck to the valley. Somebody said this. If I do God's job of exalting me, then God will do my job of humbling me. Circumstances, mistakes, failures, suddenly looking in the mirror requires courage to humble myself. He gives grace to the humble. Actually, David found one of the ways he humbled himself was through fasting. Psalm 35 verse 13 says, humbled myself through fasting. Why, why is that? Well, when you fast, you become weak. You lose some of your own strength, physically, emotionally. And so the purpose of fasting is to weaken myself so that I lean into God's strength, for his strength is perfected in my weakness. I want to finish by telling you a story of my spiritual father, Arthur Wallace. I remember watching as he and others came onto a large platform at a huge Bible convention one year. And the entrance to this large platform where all of these elders and leaders and men of God were seated was through a door at the back of the platform and the stage. And as men came through the door, they were applauded by the crowd, thousands of people. They clapped them and whistled as they took their seat on the platform. And then Arthur Wallace came through and the whole crowd stood and began applauding. And Arthur looked behind him, wondering, who is this that they're applauding? 
See, true humility is unaware of its own humility. I'm inviting you to set your heart towards gaining a meek spirit like Jesus. I'm inviting you to pull down the yoke around your stiff neck and tackle and confront and repent of human pride, human ability, building my own Babel tower, or like Naaman, refusing to go down and to bathe in the muddy Jordan because the waters of Syria are so much more attractive. But he did get cured of his leprosy because he humbled himself. God bless you today. Keep pursuing.